Dean. is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Hello and welcome to TV Concierge. My name is Chris Ryan. I'm an editor at TheRinger.com. And today I am joined by the lovely Juliette Littman. What's up? Hi, Chris. Great to talk to you. It's been so long. I'm so excited to be back on the mic with you. We haven't potted in a while. And what a subject we have today. HBO Max's The Flight Attendant story. Kaylee Cuoco, developed by Steve Yaki uh, and Susanna Fogel and a bunch of other folks. And it's been on for the last, like basically last month. I think they dropped a few episodes at once and now go one a week. And uh, we're heading into the finale of its seven episode run on Thursday night. So we're going to chat a little bit about the season we've just seen. Juliet, what are your overall impressions of Flight Attendant? I'm delighted. I'm really enjoying watching it. I This is my first Kaylee Cuoco experience. Yeah. I'm thrilled to have new Dario, a.k.a. Michelle Huisman, back in my life. I'm also... I think this is like the perfect role for Zasha Mamet. So that's been exciting. And that's the lawyer friend and um, formerly known as Shoshana on girls. And I think the show is like exceeded my very low expectations. And one of my general firmly held beliefs is that there should be a lot more television about flight attendants. So I'm just really glad that we're getting into this space. I think that we're talking about a pretty rarefied class of flight attendant when you're talking about Cuoco, when we're talking about a hot um, one. Cassie Bowden, the character she plays on flight attendant. Yes, she is very attractive. And people who know me may not know this, but big Kelly Cuoco fan. Um, and, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. And I think it shows like a very like aspirational kind of flight attendee 
flight attendant. How do you say that? It's a very aspirational way of looking at flight attendant work. They basically like they look great. They fly to all the best locales around the world. Never seem to have jet lag. No. Just immediately go clubbing. And the first few episodes of the show when she is really like at her sort of antic best are really, really fun because you get to kind of like live through this like completely bullshit life that she's leading where she's just partying her brains out in Bangkok or Rome. Now, the bad side of that is that she is also embroiled in a murder mystery conspiracy involving international conglomerates and God knows what else. Um, I have to say I've like been surprised by this show. I didn't really know much about it, but I just heard chatter. So I was like, I'll give it a shot. And I did not watch Russian Doll on Netflix, but this is like what I think Russian Doll should be like. And this is like just a really fun this, show. This is very West Coast Russian Doll, I would say. <laughs> if if the Russian Doll, if Russian Doll is like got a real Manhattan sensibility, I feel like this has real like living outside of Santa Barbara with a horse farm sensibility. Uh, <laughs> but it's set in New York. I know. Kinda. But like, I just think that that's like where Quoco's coming from, you know, like yeah. uh, men- emotionally. Um, yes. Let's talk a little a bit about point. her. Okay. I, I know this is going to sound like a hot take and I don't mean it to sound this way, but I think in terms of comic timing and hair, mm-hmm. Kaylee Cuoco is the new Jennifer Aniston. That's a stunning take. Just an absolutely stunning take. I'm taking this in. The hair piece is an important place to begin. Yeah. So for like 40% of the show, when she's fulfilling her um, job obligations, she has this very unique updo it's a bun with like long feathered bangs in the front yeah it's a bad hairstyle that she just makes look so good and so natural and like she just rocks it in a way that like you're you notice it but you're not like wow that's bad it's just sort of like huh this is working for her it's very unique so in that way definitely has some rachel green vibes that's for sure in terms of the comedic timing it's funny like I think that Jen Branson is just so obviously aligned with playing Rachel Green that I don't even think about her as like a comedian more broadly because I'm just like, she's just Rachel. Like, that's just who she is. I grew up watching it. I wonder if Kaylee Cuoco can carve out more of like a comedian lane for herself outside of the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a really great step forward for her. I Look, I really enjoy this series. I think it it doesn't, it barely makes any sense. And I think it's a series that was you know, they were the first show back to shooting after COVID once they figured out the protocols for shooting on set. And I don't know how much narrative surgery they had to do to make it work once they came back. There's a lot of stuff that takes place if people have watched the series, which I'm assuming they have if they're listening to this episode. A lot of it takes place in like Kaylee Cuoco's Mind Palace, where which yes. is essentially the Bangkok hotel where Michael Wiesman's character, Alex, gets murdered. And they are just like, rolling around in this like Christopher Nolan-esque, you know, physical manifestation of her psyche. And I have, a, I have a lot of it takes of place in there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty confusing a lot, a lot of the time. Well, this was true of the undoing as well. When you get a flashback with someone who's like memory is blurry or isn't quite, you know, coming together fully, I'm confused about the point of view and, and who, what piece of this is supposed to be the reliable narrator. Like, is it, her recovering her memories, then she becomes reliable or she unreliable the whole time. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with narration. I, one thing I like with this book is it's really novelistic. I mean, it's based on a book where they captured that feeling really well, but I'm just confused about the narrator and like, to what extent you're supposed to trust anyone. Not like you can't trust them in like a crime type of way, but like, in just in terms of the story they're telling you. I think they may have made him a slight mistake of the casting because Michael Wiesman is too good to lose in the first episode. He's really but his, good. 
death is essentially the first episode twist that you need to make this show work. But they then keep him around for the duration of the season as this kind of um, like chorus, like this Greek chorus that's following Kaylee Cuoco around and like kind of asking her questions. You know, I was going to ask, when something is so fun like this, how do you feel about its detours into Freudian trauma? Because obviously um, her alcoholism is something that gets like pretty thoroughly unpacked. Sure. I mean, I think it's actually kind of similar to the Queen's Gambit with the, like a lot more extreme. Yeah. Um, it definitely seems to be like a woman trope as well. Like I don't think a lot of male characters get this kind of treatment. But... I'm okay with it. It's so literary to me. It's like so Nabokovian that I'm like just sort of like accept it as like a part of a, a way of thinking about fiction and narrative. So I have no problem with it. I just like want it executed well. Like right. if you you need to tell me like who I should trust, who's my guide through the story, or make it very clear who I can't trust. And I'm not sure about Kelly Cuoco's character. Like, is she a reliable narrator or not? As she's put piecing things together. Yeah, I mean, I think that that would be a bigger concern if the uh, plot itself was a little bit more discernible because they yeah. obviously have this like great setup where it's just like this cosmopolitan sexy flight attendant wakes up next to the dead body of a one night stand and everything that follows is just this sort of comic Hitchcock show. I, 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 I think that's great. Then they kind of layer on top of it this Killing Eve-ish international espionage thing with this Miranda character. And then on top of that, there's this Rosie Perez subplot of her stealing secrets from her husband's work computer and selling them to the North Koreans, which is, uh, I, you know, I, how they are going to tie all three of these strands together. I'm not sure. And I'm also not sure. I, I think that the show is done fairly well and I wouldn't be surprised if they try to bring it back. And if they try to come up with a different sort of iteration of it, I hope she's still flight attending when, when if they do bring it back. I hope it's not like ex-flight attendant. I, I really love the travel aspect of this. I do too. I also like, um, it's sort of like a situational program. It's not a sitcom. It's also right. not like a drama, but like, I like that her work is so firmly at the it's center a of the show. It's yeah, a sitcom. It's a sitcom. Exactly. Did we just make <laughs> that up? Yeah, we did. We're just creating here on this podcast. <laughs> I like that about it a lot. I also, I mean, like, I haven't thought about Rosie Perez in a while. What an absolute delight to have her on this show and to sort of be like the professional, like work best friend or, or whatnot. And I don't know. I, I was like really delighted. Can I just tell you, like, I didn't know when I started watching that there was a, like a murder. I didn't know this was like, not like a light fluffy show with Kaylee Cuoco and TR Knight. Like, I just thought this was like going to be like a really fun watch and it is really fun, but there's a lot more to like follow and sink into sink your teeth into. And so stylized, right? I think that's what one of the reasons why it reminds me of um, like a Netflix show. And this is just sort of like the streaming style, but like the kind of like prestige production design um, yeah. has made its way to HBO Max with this show. Yeah, it has. Um, it has a really sleek look. I think it's borrowing liberally from kind of an, a Sex in the City and Big Little Lies vibe, where everybody always looks incredible. Like she drinks so much on this show and never so ever much. ever like, seems to, she drinks yeah like has any kind of like tough complexion issues do you like uh what do you think of Zoe Mamet's apartment I wanted to ask you about this I do not care for it I don't oh, like wow. this I mean you walk in and the shower is just up front it's completely you know there's no privacy which is <laughs> really weird it's um 
definitely contributes, I think, to like my misconception about Russian doll. So like, oh, it's like a, t- a downtown loft apartment converted into a living space. And it has this weird shower right in the middle of the apartment. I think that's like one of the reasons because I know that Russian doll is like a New York centric, like downtown show. Um, so so I, I really don't like it. I also don't think that character would live there. Like, let's talk about Zastra Mamet's character a little bit. Okay. Um, Annie. She's a lawyer, Annie. Yes. She's a best Apparently fr- best for friend. mob wives. For mob wives, which is phenomenal. I think it's really good casting. I do feel like that's the kind of like, sort of like woman Michael Cohen, basically, that you're you're dealing with here. But she or, would or def- woman Michael Clayton. Or woman Michael Clayton, it's true. Yeah, excellent. Um, she would definitely not live in such a hip experimental apartment. Like that's someone who I feel like is a way more conventional thinker and ended up in like mob wife representation sort of by accident, not intentionally. And like to make up for it, like lives on like park Avenue or something. Right. That's a really good point. I think that like, she's someone who I, I don't think you're, I don't think anybody is ever supposed to be in that apartment, but her, like you don't put the shower in the middle of the apartment. If you yeah. have guests or if you you're have not parties. supposed to have a boyfriend, that's why she didn't tell Cassie about it. Right. Also like, does Cassie listen? Do you think you'd ever in another life be, would you be a good flight attendant? No, I would not. I, on the one hand, I love talking to strangers, but like, I wouldn't want to have to go back to a stranger if it was a bad interaction. You know, I just want to like cut cut it out. And like, if you're on like a twelve hour flight, and you got to serve this guy a lot of drinks. I I don't think I'd be into that. Well, that's the thing is, Cassie works in first class, so I think that they <laughs> they they try to keep it like a little bit smoother up there. It's not like anybody slamming double Jack and Cokes until that's they pass true. out or start berating people. That's true. Can we talk about Cuoco's career? Like yeah. as a Cuocoologist, <laughs> like <laughs> what else does she do? Because I think you're right. She has like a real comedic presence to her. And she's now like, I think gradually moving beyond network fair. Not that there's anything wrong with network TV. I'm a huge proponent of such. Um, like well, what does she, she do after this? She's obviously like following a little bit of the Reese playbook, right? Which is mm-hmm. scouring the bookshelves, the virtual bookshelves for stuff like flight attendant that she thinks that she can develop for herself. And I think that's like a smart way of going about doing things. And especially like, you know, she's used to making 22 episodes a year, which pretty much means, you know, five days a week for 10 months of the year or whatever, you're working on one show and one character. She can get in and out with something like flight attendant. And then like in a year, she can do something else that kind of has the same vibe. But I think that TV needs more shows that have this sort of, um, tone like this feels like a slightly racier usa drama yes uh, like blue skies drama this is what i want for megan markle i want her to be in this kind of show where it's like really like straight down the middle for a lot of people but also really fun and entertaining so maybe they can collaborate i think it would be cool if megan markle did a show where she played a tabloid journalist that would be awesome yes i think it's a great idea, Chris. <laughs> Pitch it to Netflix and they can they can send it to her. Um, but I think also like with with Cuoco, like she's kind of like come along at the right time. Like the Aniston comparison is a really good one. Like you wonder for for people who are so closely aligned with specific parts, like the entire Friends cast, could they have made a different pivot if there was so much more television being made and so many more places that you could watch scripted? Well, they are very and- similar situations where I think that. The people from Big Bang Theory, just like the people from Friends, were just getting paid way too much to walk away, you yeah. know. Uh, and that they and probably like you think. I think with least with Friends, and I think this is a little bit true with Big Bang Theory. You just like settle into a routine. You know what to expect. You like your coworkers for the most part, and like you're like, why would I stop this? 
Right. But even on Big Bang Theory, I think that she was essentially one of the nerds' girlfriends, you know? So yes. it was like, that was like that kind of part. In this, she gets to try out a lot of different stuff. And to her credit, she does try to do some dramatic some dramatic work in this in this show. It's probably fun for her to play like a messy character too after coming oh, yeah. off of a network sitcom. A CBS show? Yeah. So one thing that this show sort of lacks because it, the love interest gets killed in the first episode is a central love interest. Like there's a couple of guys that kind of orbit her, but there is never a will they, won't they? There is never a, she, you know, she belongs to this person. Do you find that the show suffers at all from that? I don't because... I think it's like in the third episode, she really positions the dead guy. Alex is like the love interest. She's like, I met someone. And so she says that to another guy who's like courting her. And I thought that was really interesting and actually like very relatable. Like this, like the, the memory of someone being stronger than the present tense. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the premise of a few rom-coms out there. But, um, I thought that actually was like one of the more plausible pieces of, of this show. I mean, you know, you just kind of like go along with it. I don't, I don't hold the implausibility against it in any way. But I actually thought that was like a really interesting insight into the character and like into humans. So going into the finale, which is airing on Thursday night, do you have anything that you really desperately need tied up for you in the show? Or are you kind of more ambiently enjoying it? Just the hair products that Kelly Cuoco is using. <laughs> Just like how, a full Refinery29 mystical? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the main thing I need to know. Yeah. What about well- you? No, I think I, I'll be curious to see when it, I am always interested the same way that like Big Little Lies had this issue when they have like a quote unquote limited series. And I don't know if Flight Attendant was ever pitched this way is when they kind of have second thoughts and they're like, no, 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 let's keep making this, you know, yeah. and how they have to go about kind of making a bridge to a possible second season. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how Flight Attendant handles that. Yeah. I also just like, I'm just curious about the HBO Max environment and what it develops into and just like, how this became a show that landed there versus somewhere else. And, and, you know, it's still such a new streaming network that I'm also curious, like how it becomes part of like, well, their this show definitely feels of a piece with love life to me. Like, yeah, I, I would buy these on the same channel if they were, if, if such a thing still existed. I love HBO max. Also, I I'm, um, I've got two more episodes to go on the murder in middle beach. Yeah. So I'm just like rocking that, rocking that app hard. You've just, you've pivoted from Hulu to max. <laughs> Well, it's all crime, you know? They've got yeah. all the crime you need between the undoing, uh, flight attendant, and the murder on Middle Beach. So I'm, I'm busy. All right, Juliet. Um, thank you so much for talking to me. The uh, finale of The Flight Attendant airs on HBO Max on Thursday. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys. And thanks for listening to TV Concierge. We'll talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.